One of the challenging things about losing your sight is wondering about your job. Can you keep your old job? Will you have to get a new job? What's it going to be like now that you're visually impaired? So today, we're going to discuss just that, coming up on episode number seven of Life After Sight Loss Radio. Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. If you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how-tos, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families going through or facing physical sight loss. Hello there, friends. Welcome to the program today. I'm excited about this podcast, as I am every podcast, because I love bringing this stuff to you guys. I've heard from you guys. You find it helpful. You find it encouraging. And that means the world to me. So today, we're going to talk about careers, about jobs, about working after you lose your sight. A lot of people wonder about this. They wonder if they're going to be able to keep their current job. They wonder if they're going to have to quit that and go get another job. A lot of visually impaired people wonder what in the world they can even do after sight loss. Can they have a job? And the spoiler alert of the whole podcast is yes, yes, you can have a job. And actually, you can have a very great, amazing job. There just might be some things we need to discuss going into it. But trust me, having a job, getting a job, all that stuff, very possible, very awesome. You can do it. And we're going to have a great time talking about it today. Before we jump into things, as always, you can find the show notes to today's episode at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 007. Show notes includes links, more information, anything I talk about in today's episode, you'll be able to find in the show notes. Again, you can find those at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 007. So without further ado, let's jump into some news and updates. Now, I love talking about Apple products. I think they have the best accessibility features of any company on the market today, especially when it comes to technology. Now, I could be wrong, that's just my opinion, but from my experience, Apple products win the day. And one of the Apple products that I use on a regular basis and on an every moment, every day kind of basis is my iPhone. Now, my iPhone has great accessibility features, but one of the things that gets overlooked is the battery and you've got to take care of the battery. I found an article over on iPhone Life, and they talked about just a few things that you can do to keep your battery going as long as it possibly can. One of the things was don't take it in extreme temperatures back and forth. You know, don't take it in negative 20 and then up to 90 degrees or something. And that's obviously for the phone itself as well. And then it said make sure to keep it charged. The old adage was drain it all the way down until it dies and then charge it all the way back up. But apparently with the batteries we have now, that's not such an important thing any longer. So you want to keep it somewhere between 20 and 80% depending on how often you charge your battery. One interesting thing they also said was not to charge it in a big bulky case because it can overheat and that can be an issue. But I don't know anybody that owns an OtterBox that's taking that thing off every night when they plug it in on their nightstand. So all in all, it's important to remember to take care of your battery because let's face it, if the battery goes down, those accessibility features won't do you any good. 
Speaking of smartphones, we all have a smartphone, it seems like, nowadays. Okay, not everybody does, obviously, but a lot of people do. And for visually impaired people, the apps that we use are very, very important. And I found an article over on appadvice.com, which gave a few examples of some great apps for visually impaired people. Now, again, I have the article linked over in the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 007. But here's just a couple that they mentioned. First of all, there's one called Tap Tap C. And it is an app for uh, object identification. And it's even got, I think, a barcode reader in that. Tap Tap C is one of the more popular ones. And they have one called Color Inspector. And it helps you identify, you know, blue, yellow, all the colors, that sort of thing. And I noticed there's one called Braille Tutor, which... I was like, how do you do Braille on a flat panel monitor type thing? But it shows you the different ones and it'll have like B and then you have to pick out what dots are what and that sort of thing. So if you're interested in Braille, you can definitely start there. It's a free app and get the idea of what the Braille is and then go to the tactile versions of it. So it's a really interesting article. It's got some great insight into a lot of different apps and it gives you the prices. It gives you the links, everything like that. So check that out. Check that full article over in the show notes. And finally, with all the disarray and sort of depression in the world, it's nice to hear something a little bit lighter and happier. And in the Cincinnati area, they're doing something great. There is a baby hippopotamus that was born prematurely named Fiona there at the Cincinnati Zoo. And a group of educators um, have come up with a book for visually impaired kids all about Fiona the hippo. It has braille, it has uh, raised images, tactile images that they can feel, and it's just such an interesting idea to let these kids know about this hippo. I mean, it's just a wonderful book. You can see in a video on the article I read, it goes through the book and the different pages, and it's just really fascinating. So again, I think this is a great thing, not only for visually impaired kids, you know, to learn about this hippo, but to have access to information in such a very unique and special way. So kudos to these folks over there who are, you know, just really helping out the visually impaired community, especially that niche community of kids who are visually impaired, who oftentimes gets looked over because of things. Having access to this, it's wonderful, it's awesome. If you want to see the video, I have it linked uh, in the show notes, so you can check that out, see the video, learn about the book. Kudos to them, very cool story. Hey, what do you think about these stories? Are there certain apps that you use? And how do you keep your battery from going dead every single day? I'd love to hear about it. You can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. job. It's kind of like a rite of passage. You know, you you grow up, you get to be a late teenager or maybe even an early teenager and you get that job and, you know, you start building your own capital and it's just, it makes you feel kind of like part of society. Not that you're not part of society in other ways, but it makes you feel good about yourself because you're contributing and you're providing a service and they're paying you for it, which is even better. So having a job is really important. 
But after you lose your sight, it doesn't matter how old you are, whether you're 18 or whether you're 80, when you lose your sight, it can feel like, oh, I can't do anything now. I can't have a job or now I'm going to lose my job or I'll never get a job, whatever the case may be, depending on your age. And I think the idea here is that we have to remember that sight loss doesn't end our lives. And I talk about this on the podcast, on my YouTube channel, everywhere. Sight loss doesn't end our lives and it doesn't end our working careers. So keep that in mind as we discuss this on today's episode. Now, before we begin, please understand that I'm not an expert on these things. I am not a job career advisor or anything like that. I don't work for the government to help people find jobs, nothing. I'm just here to give you information, to know, let you know what I know, all that sort of thing. So please, if you want a job, if you're looking for a job, if you need help with assistance on your job, seek a professional in your area so that they can help you with specific things going on. So let's jump into it now that we've had sort of that disclaimer out of the way. Now, as we begin this discussion, I think it's important to remember something. There are some things that we as visually impaired people can't do. I know that people don't like to use that word can't. I know they're like, oh, don't say can't because that's terrible. And the only reason you can't is because you said can't. Look, here's the thing. There are some things we can't do. For example, driving a truck. We can't do that anymore. You know, we're not going to be a pilot. If you were a pilot in your sighted life, if you will, (laughs) that term I just made up, hashtag sighted life. If you were a pilot, you're not going to be a pilot anymore. Now, it doesn't mean you can't work in that industry somehow, some way, but you're not going to be able to be a pilot and you're not going to be able to drive a truck and that sort of thing. And there are maybe parts of jobs you can't do, like driving a forklift at a local hardware store, just little things like that. And I think we have to be mature enough and honest enough with ourselves to say, nope, I can't do that. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just realizing that we can't do it. Now, that doesn't mean we can't do anything, but I think we just have to be able to maturely face it and say, this, this particular thing, I can't do. Maybe this particular part of the job, I can't do. That being said, there are tons and tons of things that we can do. So if we jump beyond the limits, beyond, you know, the the can'ts, the can opens up a whole new I don't know, space for us. Because as visually impaired people, there are tons of jobs that we can do. I mean, if you think about it, there are tons of jobs that we have access to. I mean, you could be a lawyer. You could be an artist. You can work in an office. You could work at a restaurant. Uh, You could have a career doing a lot of different things. You could be a counselor. You could take care of somebody's lawn. Now, you might say, taking care of lawn, that takes some sight. Well, certain jobs might. I don't know if you want to use the hedge trimmers or not. If you do, if you feel safe, go for it, depending on your level of sight. But you can do certain things within that job. And I think that's the key to remember is instead of asking what you can't do, ask what you can. Obviously, we want to figure out what we can't do first. Okay, I'm not going to drive a truck. I'm not going to go, you know, I'm not going to go that route. But in this route, what can I do? What do I have access to so that I can do this job? You know, I want to be able to do fill in the blank. And I can do that. So you as a visually impaired person, I think it's important to remember that there are so many ways to make things available to you today. And so jumping into the next topic here, accessibility, like every job almost, it seems like maybe not every job, but a lot of jobs can be made 
accommodating to you. The accommodations can be made so that you can do that job no matter what it is. So a few examples of accommodations would be like having your employers and coworkers use email and text messages instead of writing a note and giving it to you, you know, remembering something like that. Obviously, if they do hand that to you, there are magnifiers that you can use in your office area so that you can read that note. So it's possible. Uh, Obviously, adapted computers with technology and assistive technology, like depending on if you have PC or Mac, there's lots of different options there. Software and hardware both can be uh, made accessible to you. There are things like large print and talking items, such as like uh, cash registers, blood pressure cuffs, uh, calculators, keyboards, all those sort of things can be, uh, can have an accessible counterpart, if you will. Uh, I mean, there are even like specific lighting things, like if you have Uh, Lighting in an office, making sure it's very well lit and lit to your specifics. So there are tons of ways to accommodate you in sort of uh, an accessible way. And so it's not a matter of saying you can't do this job. It's a matter of asking the question, how can I do this job? What would I need to do this job? I think that's the important part of it. Asking those questions, talking to your employer, and, you know, really getting down to the part to say, how can I actually access this job in the same way that I always have. Now, you might be asking, yeah, but what about me, Derek? That sounds nice. That sounds good. But what about me? Well, we're going to talk about the individual needs that you might have coming up right after this. So stick around. We'll be right back after the break. Hey guys, so I love social media and it's it's great to connect with people, to you know go out and post things and read people's posts and like and comment and all that sort of thing. And so I've been on Facebook for a while and I really like Facebook and I'm on Twitter, although Twitter's not necessarily a huge engagement for me, but one platform I just joined recently was Instagram. Now, Instagram is a very graphic, intense platform, obviously. It's all about photos and videos and that sort of thing. And I wondered, how am I going to use this for visually impaired people? Like, I don't know. I will say this, first of all. The app on the iPhone, at least, isn't amazing. It's not the best app. There are some quirks, and I may talk about that in another episode. But here's my point today. I'm on Instagram, and if you're on Instagram, I'd love for you to follow me. You just search Life After Sight Loss on there, or you can go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash Instagram, and you'll be able to find my profile. You can follow me there. You can like my images. And on the images, on the captions, I'm going to try to put an image description on everything. So I'll do the caption, and then in parentheses at the end, it'll say image description and give you a description of what it is. And so my hope is that, you know, I can maybe start a trend that people will join. So if you're on Instagram, if you follow people over there, hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash Instagram and make me one of those people that you follow. I look forward to connecting with you on social media. So we're talking about ways that you can continue your work or get a new job or get a job period after you lose your sight. And we've talked about things that we maybe can't do, like driving a truck. We've talked about things that we can do, which is a huge, huge thing. It's a long list and it's almost endless. And we've discussed how accessibility comes into play when you're accommodating yourself and your vision for your work. But like I said, you might be asking, yeah, but what about me, Derek? 
what about my particular needs and my particular things? Well, here's the one thing we need to remember is that everybody is different and everybody's visual impairment is also different. So for example, that could mean that software that you put on your computer will work great for you, but not so well for somebody who has less vision than you. Everybody's visual impairment is different. And everybody else is different. Not all blind people are the same. I think we get this idea that we all lose our sight and now we all fit into the same mold. And it just doesn't work. One person may love to work in an office environment, sit at a desk all day, hang out with themselves, and they love it. And another person may want to work in sales and go out and be on the floor and talk to people, engage with people. Everybody's different. And you have to go out and find the job that's going to work best for you. And so at the end of the day... Whatever's going to work for you the best, that's what you need to do. Whatever accessibility works, whatever kind of job you want to have, you have to find what works best for you. And at the end of the day, too, you need to ask yourself this question, why am I doing this? Why do I have this job? And if you can answer that question, then it'll be far less about having the job and far more about doing the job to the best of your ability. Now, all of us always need to find new things. We always need to find resources. And like I said, I'm not an expert on this sort of thing. I just wanted to share a brief bit of discussion, a bit of idea, maybe start the process and start discussion in your life with the with your friends, your family, that sort of thing. But I've got more resources. Just go over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 007. I've got it linked to the American Federation for the Blind. There's an article all about this, and they actually give more resources for helping you maybe start a small business, helping you to connect with other people who are mentors, who will help you through different business ventures through different jobs and help and help you figure out how how can I do this how can I do that and they've already been there and done that so go to the show notes check it out because I know it'll be helpful to you if you can hear somebody else talk about this so like I said we can have a job you can have a job it is not over you may not have the exact same job you always had and it may not be the same exact way you've always done it but your life your job your career it's not over It may change and it may be different, but it's certainly not over. So take that to heart as you think about that today. All right, guys, I like to end every episode with uh, something I call the real life retweet. And of course, it's just a quote or a tweet or something that I found that I think is, you know, interesting, maybe it's funny, maybe it's entertaining, maybe it's encouraging, whatever it might be. That way you can take that away from you and think about it for the rest of the day. Start some discussion with your friends and family, just just with a little bit of a quote or a message of some sort. And today our quote comes from Princess Diana, and Princess Diana was the Princess of Wales until her tragic death in 1997, but she was an interesting person, a, a very... I don't know, it's hard to describe her, but she had such an interesting impact on the country and on the world itself. And her quote says this, quote, I know what my job was. It was to go out and meet the people and love them, end quote. That was it. That was her job, she said. Go out, meet the people, and love them. I'm sure as a princess, she had a bunch of other stuff as her, quote, job. It wasn't like she got paid, you know, in that regard, like she was going out and being a server at a restaurant. But she had a job, she said. She had her why. Why do I do this? So that I can love the people. 
so that they can feel loved, so that they can know that somebody's caring about them. So remember, when you're thinking about a job, when you're thinking about going to get a job, ask yourself what the why is. Why are you doing this job? And then what is your, quote, job on this job? You know, what's your job in this career? Is it to help people, to encourage people, to entertain people? What is it? According to Princess Diana, her job was to meet people and love them. So whatever your why is, figure it out and then do it with all that you have. So as we wind things down today, again, I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. I hope you found it encouraging. I hope you found it helpful. And if you have any further questions on this topic, I would love to hear from you. Remember, you can go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash contact to get all the ways to get a hold of me, the social media, the email address, all that stuff. Just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash contact, and I'd love to take your questions, comments, and say hello. And while you're surfing the World Wide Web, I'd also love if you'd subscribe to the podcast. You can do that in Apple Podcasts, which I used to call iTunes, but they've rebranded. You can do that in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, your favorite podcast catcher, or just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash podcast, and that'll give you the links and all the information to subscribe. That way, whenever a new episode comes out, you won't miss it, and it'll be right there waiting for you when it comes out. I try to release in the morning before you wake up, so that that way when you get up, it'll be waiting for you every Wednesday morning. You can count on me, at least for the most part. So (laughs) make sure you subscribe so you don't miss another single episode. And there you go, my friends. That's going to wrap it up for me today. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really sincerely appreciate it when you tune in, and I'd love to hear from you. So make sure you send me your messages, your questions, your, hey, how you doings? I'd love to hear from you. And remember, you can find the show notes to today's episode at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 007. Links, everything over there, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 007. Thanks again for listening, guys, and until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end, it's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.